0: Hi, I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers, and I want to ask you do you like limitations? Long pause here. I'll ask it again. Do you like limitations? okay, i'm going to a- I'm going to answer it from my position. Um, pretty much a resounding no. Pretty much a resounding no. I've been thinking about it a lot. And when I come to the resounding no, it's I don't like a limitation someone puts on me. I don't like limitations I try to put on others, and I don't like the resistance to limitations. Okay, so none of that, none of that is congruent. I just want you to know that none of that is congruent. But I have been facing so many um, examples and situations about limitations, limitations in our culture. Limitations in the school systems, limitations in um, our country's statues of limitations, limitations in our physicality, limitations in our physicality. We have literally gone to war over masks wearing or not wearing. Uh, and putting a mask on is a limitation. Now, I want you to know I am not going to touch. Any part of this upheaval that we are experiencing in our country that is rooted deeply and comes from so many sources that I wouldn't even begin to touch the sources. But I know that you know, as I do, as we look at November 2021, that our country is very divided, very divided and part of it has to do with limitations. Part of it has to do with limitations. And so my resounding answer is I don't like limitations. But my thoughtful answer is of course we have to have limitations. The question is what limitations? Who puts them on us And like we talked a few days ago in the limitations that we are putting on our children to lovingly discipline them, how is it we're putting limitations on ourselves and each other? Now, I came to this word in a very, very meaningful way, and it started with my one of my dearest friends in the world, who is still alive. Um, I had lost a number of friends to death, some of it um, aging death, some of it accidental death. But um, I have a precious friend who is exactly my age. We're two weeks apart. And 40 years ago, she was living in the state of Wisconsin, 40 years ago, and um, they discovered that she had a cancerous growth on her leg, her right leg. She went to see the doctor and the cancer doctor 40 years ago. Think about what cancer looks like in our country today. Said, we'll amputate. We'll have to amputate. And she... she talks about it very little of these days, not at all. But she did a very long recovery, a very long process, and came to be very secure in what had happened so that she could help others understand what amputation really looked like and moving forward with those kinds of limitations. But she said she woke up, and it, it was the first time that she recognized what really had just happened. And I've heard this story before. I lived with her in close proximity for 35 years, and I watched her be gracious in her limitation. Frustrated, yes. In pain, yes. In absolute certainty that she could not do certain things. I'll never forget when she got a leg that actually bent at the knee automatically by the equipment that was inside of it. You thought that she had just found the answer to life. It was this simple thing. But before then, her leg was stiff And every time she needed to bend it, she had to reach down and mechanically push a button that allowed it and then re-engage it. But she learned to live within those limitations. Limitations. There are other words for it, like boundaries, caps, restrictions, ceilings, confinements. But I think that the definition found in our good old Webster definition says, it's the act of controlling the size or extent of something, the act of limiting something, something that controls how much of something else is possible or allowed. So I want to read to you a few verses from... Eugene Peterson's uh, The Message version of the Bible, found in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, and there are about 12 verses I'm going to read. Now, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wild. For 40 days and nights, he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when the time was up, he was hungry. The devil, playing on his hungry, gave the first test. Since you're God's son, command this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to really live. For the second test, he led him up and spread out the kingdoms of the earth on display all at once. And the devil said, they're yours in all their splendor to serve your pleasure. I am in charge of them all, and I can turn them over to whomever I wish. Worship me, and they're yours. The whole works. And Jesus refused again, backing his refusal with Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God, and only the Lord your God. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. For the third time, Test the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on the top of the temple, and he said, If you are God's son, jump. It's written, isn't it, that he has placed in you the care of angels to protect you. They will catch you. You won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Yes, said Jesus, and it is also written, Don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. That completed the testing, and the devil retreated temporarily lying in wait for another opportunity. Donna Otto, how in the world can you look at that and think about the question of limitations? Well, this was a part of my own personal time with the Lord. And I was reading this passage and thinking about my own life, which is aging every day in every way. And I'm interested in the fact that one limitation often leads to another limitation. So my husband just got a salary cut, a young woman said to me, and we're trying to figure out what to do with a salary cut. And she called me a few days later and she said, you know, the salary cut is affecting everything. So did she have one limitation, the salary cut, or did she have a whole slew of limitations because of one event? When I read this passage, I saw and recognized something that I, I never saw before, and I want to mention it to you. This testing, first of all, happens immediately after Jesus has been baptized in the River Jordan by John. Very humbling experience. This is the God of the universe sent down from heaven to be a man. And now, as a man, he goes to another man and says, baptize me. John knows who he is. And he, he, it's a very humbling experience. So He gets baptized. As he comes up from the water, the words from his father, well done, my beloved son, are spoken. Oh, Well done, you are my beloved son. You are my chosen son, marked by my love. Now that has just happened, and in the fourth chapter, which it starts with, now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan, right here is the phrase, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The enemy didn't lead him into the wilderness. The Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. Why? Because we are going to get these verses in our life, thousands of years later, to see limitations. Limitations. Did the enemy, the devil, used in the message written by Eugene Peterson? I'm looking just for a moment to see what my new revised standard calls it. Does he say the devil? Does he use the word devil? Now, Fuller was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, okay, and was tempted by the devil. We, we try not to use that word because it's not a nice word, is it? Well, it isn't a nice word and it isn't a nice um, action, but the devil has been given worldly power. I want to say that again, very slowly. He has power in this world. Never forget that. You love Christ you follow after Jesus. You count on his protection and care for you. That is all true. But in this world, the enemy has power. And Christ tells us that that power in the world will not be over until Jesus comes again. That means that the devil has power in this world, and he had power in the world to offer these things to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't say, I'm God, let me show you, I have more power than you. What he says is, I know my limitation. I know my limitation. And what, what the devil was offering him was unlimited, unlimited. You can have it all. He, he says, turn every stone into a loaf of bread and you, you'll have more bread than you can even think about. And, and if you do this, you'll have that. And if you do this, you'll have that. But that had a limitation. And what Jesus says is no. No, because I understand it takes more than bread to really live. No, because I understand that worshiping the Lord my God is done with single-heartedness, not with division. No, because I will not tempt the Lord my God. Jesus himself, human being, understood his limitation. I was just broken by it as I read it. I thought, so many ways that Jesus shows me how to live. I had a little surgery recently. Oh, nothing, nothing very serious. Great results, but it was a little surgery. And he sent me home to walk. Here's what he said. Nothing but necessary steps. (laughs) Necessary steps. What is a necessary step? Oh, to the table to eat? To the bathroom, perhaps? A limitation. What do we do when we are faced with a limitation? Physical, emotional, financial, spiritual? I'm asking you to consider that these limitations that we are Given are to be received in the same way that Jesus received them from the enemy himself. The world tells us you have no limitations. Pump more iron, your body will be better. Work longer hours, you'll have more money in the bank. Have another injection, your face will still be young. There are no limitations by what the power of the world offers us. We can do it all, and we cannot. We have limitations by the very way that we are created. If God had meant for me not to have limitations, then my body and your body would not be aging. But it is. And I want to believe that it is his will for me to accept that aging part of life. Now and always. And I hope if you're 40 or 50 or 29 or 68 that you will recognize that limitations are part and parcel of life. And Christ is there to encourage you. I'm Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. We are getting ready for the holidays. The Advent candles are here. And I hope you'll join me as I read a Max Lucado book called The Children of the King, which will be our book for this Christmas season. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of looking for limitations.